You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hi and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast. I'm Robbie Earl. I've got my mucker Robbie Musto with me as we look back on an action-packed match day 37 with drama at both ends of the table. But before we get to the football, we want to take time to read a review. We ask our listeners each week to rate and review our shows and we'll read out the best responses on our podcast. So true to our word, we've got a great one here from Falcon Beast who said he loves the two Robbies wrap-up of a Premier League match. It's great for any Premier League fan. They provide unbiased opinions on every team, not just the top six. I listen to their pod on my way to school. I love listening to the two Robbies talk on the pod. I love seeing them on NBC broadcast. He says, further, I'm a Man United fan. I first became a Man United fan using them in FIFA because they were the highest-rated team. When I actually started watching the Premier League, it was Fergie's last season, they won the title. I became a typical bandwagon fake fan. However, after sticking with them through the last three or four years, I don't know anyone more dedicated to the team than I am. I took a tour of Old Trafford a couple of years ago when I was in England and it was breathtaking. The way the club operates is very respectable, well organised. I'm hoping they get back to their consistent winning ways of old as the club and the fans discern it. So, thank you, Falcon Beast, for that one. And keep your reviews coming in if you want your chance of being read out on a future show. So, Robbie Musser, just before we, mm. we get into the football, I have to say some, some news broke a couple of days ago about Sir Alex Ferguson not being well. He was rushed into mm. hospital for emergency operation on a brain hemorrhage. We were told that the... The operation went as well, as could be expected, but now he needs a, a period of recuperation. So, certainly from me, and I'm sure from us both, we just want to wish, you know, the best ever manager in Premier League history, get well soon. Yeah, I mean, just just shocking news, Rob, wasn't it? You know, when it came through, it was like, oh, wow. You know, and I think we've seen... Um, a huge outpouring of support and well wishes from from everybody um, all around the world, really, in terms of football. So, absolutely, Rob, I, I um, echo your thoughts there. Please, please make it through and, and get a speedy recovery. Yeah, let's talk about another Premier League legend, uh, Arsene Wenger. Had his big farewell today. His team beat Burnley 5 0, which I thought was fitting to showing some of the football that Arsene's wanted over his 22 years in charge. You take away, Rob, from, from Arsene, Arsene Wenger and his time at the club before we talk about the game? Um, well, I think we've said a lot about him and what we've seen from him. Um, my biggest takeaway is those great teams and the teams that he produced and the teams that, that we, we went toe-to-toe with, basically. And I certainly had, had big games against Arsenal. I remember a FA Cup semi-final at Old Trafford where they, they beat us on a Gianluca Festa own goal. That was a great side with Petit and Vieira and Henri and Burkamp and everybody else. So I think, I think in terms of what he achieved in the football, those teams were pretty stunning. And I think he's always carried himself, Rob, with a, mm. with a, a huge amount of class, a huge amount of respect and, and a very single-minded kind of um, approach to the game that he's never going to be swayed in the way that... Um, the way that he's played the game, and, and just just today, Rob, the 
with the scenes there and the support and the crowd and the reaction and the chanting and the the songs and the banners and everything it was i just thought mm. it was really really great yeah. that the fans got got together uh, were u- united and um you know it's really nice to see them come out address the fans and it, it just felt like a, a really nice send off yeah i think you're right mate uh, my sort of personal sort of recollections are a man who came into a football club in, in 1996 rob who, who weren't sort of you know fighting at the top of, uh, of the league at the time they were sort of a little bit rudderless uh, i think bruce rioch had just been in charge he mm. took hold of this team he modernized this team he got this team better he he saw through and moved to the emirates to one of the the best stadiums in, in english football he, he built teams that went on to be invincibles he modernized Arsenal Football Club. He modernised English football and playing it with a beautiful style and a beautiful way. And it was always going to be an emotional day, Rob. But it, this, this is what he had to say when he was asked about it after the game today. Has it really started to sink in yet that you are saying farewell after no. 22 years? No, not honestly, no, because I'm so much focused. You know, when you're in our job, all the managers will tell you that uh, you disconnect from your own feelings and uh, you don't ask yourself how you feel. You just focus and uh, you're a bit robotic on just winning the next game and uh, thinking about the problems you have and uh, you forget yourself. So it will take me some time to reconnect a little bit uh, with myself and uh, really know what I want to do and how I feel. I still think, Rob, there's a... And, it, and it's, of course, very honest of him there, but yeah. it, it, I still feel like the, the acceptance of he's not going to be the Arsenal manager. I think he's still struggling yeah. with it a little yeah. bit because he loves the job, loves mm. loves the football club so much that, that he doesn't really want to think about life after Arsenal, doesn't want to contemplate um, what he's going to do next or how he feels now in, in terms mm. of the send-off and what it's like to, to you know be in his last games, last game at Emirates, of course, today. Um, as he said there in an interview, I'm just focused on the game. Yeah. I, I just hope he doesn't, I mean, I'm sure he took it in afterwards, and I've said this before. Like we want, you want him to take in the appreciation. You mm. want him to feel the love. You want him to to feel the appreciation and and the realization that that it is coming to an end. But when you hear him, he's, he's so <laughs> into it. He's like, he's like, he, he obviously doesn't want it to happen. No, I, I mean, I hope they take the keys off him, Rob, because I'm telling you, next <laughs> yeah. season he'll be in there the first day of training. He'll be sitting behind your desk, and and that, that's important. But do you know one one thing that, that stood out with, with some of the uh, the words that he said? Said when he, when he spoke to the uh, fans at, at the Emirates today, he said, well, he said, I'm an Arsenal fan. And do you know what? That resonated with me a little bit because I thought, and, and I know I'm not picking this guy out because of, of any particular reason, but Jose Mourinho's been in charge of Real Madrid, Chelsea, Manchester United, Inter Milan, won silverware in all those places. He's never once, and I don't think in the same way he would say, I am a fan of any one of those clubs. Because he manages those clubs, he does a very good job, he wins them silverware, and then he goes on to the next job. Mm. Arsene Wenger is devoted to this football club. It'll mm. never be out of his system, it'll never be out of his blood. It'll be the first thing he'll look for, whatever he does, if he ever takes another job on. That's how much this guy has dedicated his life to getting Arsenal to the position there, and that's why he deserved the send-off that he got today. Uh, and, and also on that, Robert, it, he... 
before this term, the project manager came about. <laughs> he was before that. Sir Alex was yeah. before that. They weren't interested in projects. They were interested in, you know, a quick re- a quick kind of life support, a few changes, and then we're going to go and win something, mm-hmm. then I'm going to go somewhere else. I mean, that that's what's kind of special about it. And, you know, of course, with Sir Alex not being well, and now with Arsene Wenger finishing at Arsenal, yeah. you, you sort of think in the future is going to be about project managers, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I'm not and sure we're ever going to see, you know, let alone 22 mm. or 20. 26, 27. I'm not sure we're going to get any more than five. You know, well, I'm sure. You know, that, that's just that's just yeah. the way that the game has changed, isn't it, in terms of managing it? And it's interesting you say that because because Cal and I were having a conversation sort of off air when the as the Wenger stuff was going on, and we said, you know what, he's probably going to be the last manager who has a statue or has a stand mm-hmm. named after him because yeah. nobody's really going to be at a club long enough. No. As you say, maybe five no. years max. You don't name stands after somebody who's been there for four or five years. Yeah. Um, so we, we are seeing a bit of history, something unique in Arsene mm. going. Just to be his team today, Rob got the yeah. job done. I mean, talking about Burnley and that, you know they were closing the gap and whatever. There, there was a real... Cl- Gap in class and quality today, and mm. I thought it was fitting that he, you know the five goals on the day that it was his last game in charge at the Emirates. Yeah, I think so, and I, and I think you know it's it's great to get that feel good factor, mm. and, and ultimately now going forward, you know he's got two strikers that's yeah, all, uh, you know if, if, mm. if he's brought to the football club. Um, two for Aubameyang today and one for Lacazette that, that are going to be exciting for this football club for the next few seasons whoever takes charge but that's something he can look at and say that he was yeah. involved in bringing those two players to the club so I think that's the exciting part I mean I know there's going to be change and maybe we'll quickly talk about you know fut- the, where the future might be for the for mm-hmm. the football club but um, today was great and those two strikers give a reason plus Ozil's and what well, we maybe Ramsey's and Mkhitaryan and other mm. players that can still keep this this kind of ex, uh, exciting attacking football alive at Arsenal Football Club let's talk uh, let's finish off about Arsenal first in terms of his football as you said he, he mm. might not uh, have, have settled yet that he's not going to be the, the Arsenal manager next season but that is the, the truth that is going to happen where do you see him, Rob? Do you see him in club football? Do you see him staying in England? Do you think he goes abroad? Is he maybe more suited to a national job with his age and, and his influence on players mm-hmm. now? I think um, I think the national team is really, really interesting. We'll see what uh, France do at the World Cup. I think I do USA, see... USA? USA? Could we get Wenger <laughs> in to USA? <laughs> oh, wow. The two Robbies That's is a great assistant. Shot. Let's get it out there, mate. That's a great shot, my friend. No, <laughs> I, I, um, I, I really don't know. I, I, I think he's still up for club management. I think he's still up for it. I think he's... I, and I think, but I, think, I don't think it'll be in England. I think it will be um, in a different country, in European football somewhere. There's been talk about France, of course, but mm. that... that you know that looks maybe unlikely now. I, I just think he. I, I said to um, we got some family visiting. It's, my, it's been my son's graduation this weekend, and you know you look at him. He looks fit. It's a, it's a yeah, fiddle, by the yeah. way. He's lean. He looks. You know, he, he, his focus is still there. I mean, he just looks in good shape to continue in his. You know, his, his dream job that he's loved over the years and go somewhere else to coach. So I, I think he will continue. Absolutely. Um, I would. I would probably favour a club job over a national team manager. But but I don't know. You know, yeah. I think I think he wouldn't know yet. I think he does need a little bit of time to just consider. You know what his future might be. But but absolutely, we haven't seen the last of Arsene Wenger mm-hmm. on the sideline for sure. Any thoughts towards who might be the man to, to sit in the hot seat next? I mean, Luis mm. Enrique has been mentioned, but there's talk about that's not gone as far or as well as they would have hoped. It's talk yeah. that they're not going to be paying the same money, Rob. I think it's eight and a uh, half million pounds or something, that, yeah. you know, maybe $10 million that yeah. Wenger was earning. They're not going to pay that. So oh, oh, might we see a change in the way that this is done? Yeah, I think so. You know, it, it, things do change and different reports come out. Mm. And what we're seeing... 
and I think there was a report, I think it was ESPN that did a piece about this and, and, and about Stan Kroenke's son, Josh Kroenke, yeah. and the, the fact that he's involved, he's president of sports teams in the US, and they've had great um, success in hiring young coaches with everything kind of to prove a little bit. And there has been a lot of rumours over the last, almost the last week or so, Rob, of, uh, of Nikola Teta. Of course, we know yeah. Buvac, the assistant to Klopp at Liverpool, has left Liverpool at the moment under kind of personal reasons type of situation that, you know, he's rumoured of being in, uh, interested or the club have been interested in, in him, Arsenal. Um, Julian Nagelsmann, the, the young coach at Hoffenheim. I, I just, I you know, with the structure, with the director of football, uh, with the support um, staff around this football club now the way they've done it differently it maybe is going to be Patrick Vieira another young one mm. so I think you know I don't know I just think it's an interesting way to go I think it wouldn't be the if you got all the kind of the, the summary of, of, of pundits and, yeah. and former players and you know, whether it'll be the right way to go but I think Arsenal Football Club are seriously thinking about hiring the next big thing yeah. so instead of getting an Ancelotti or some yeah. uh, Allegri that have done it and, 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 and hands up and they absolutely could be great managers of this club I get a sense and after kind of digging around a little bit uh, you know it, it's, it's an idea you know a mm. young coach Hungry, yeah. and, and see how he, how he does what do you think do you think that's, do you think that's, that's possible would I'd, you go I'd, that way I do think that's possible mainly because of what you say about the cronky business and the way they run their sports franchises over here. They tend to have a certain formula that's worked for them in some respects, and, and I'm not saying it's it's the, the main reason, but you maybe don't have to pay quite as much as someone who's experienced, yeah, who, who's yeah. um, got lots of trophies behind them. You get a bit of drive, you get a bit of hunger, you get maybe a bit of, of forward thinking. Um, so I, I agree. I think it, it tends to be going more that way. I think the imperative thing for Arsenal is to get somebody in that seat pretty quickly. Um, with all due respect to Arsene Wenger and his time and him seeing his time out, then, you know, from from the end of the season, they need to get it done quickly before World Cup so they can start looking at transfers. Somebody can start assessing the squad and talking about moving this club forward. It's no use taking a year or two years to look at this. Arsenal will have to hit the ground running next season and be part of that top four challenge. Yeah, I, I mean, we saw a little bit today. There's, mm. there's still some good players yeah. there. There is, and we mentioned on our last podcast, Rob, that you know, I know they went out of the Europa League at the semi-final stage, but it, it, they're not that far away. You know, other people, you know, can report and and can say that you know what this this team wants ripping up and starting again, and and, and lots of new players need to come in. I, I just not. I, I just. I'm. I always a little bit careful of that I, mm. I, there's a lot of good attacking players at the hardest part to get right at your football club add some defenders add midfield players I think they need them as well particularly in the centre um, and this club isn't far away but yeah I think it'll happen quickly I think Arsene Wenger will, will do his last game the season will finish and I think they're they're right in the middle of the process right now finding mm. the right guy and I agree I think it'll be done you know, quite quickly after the season finishes Time to move to the champions yes. finally they lifted the trophy at the Etihad today Manchester City um, slightly disappointing nil-nil draw at home for them very, very surprising them not scoring goals against Huddersfield team who were well set up yeah, well, Let, let's concentrate on, on City first so City lifted their third Premier League title in seven years Rob Vincent company holding it aloft and there's a lot of talk about this group being together there's about a familiarity there's an understanding between the group and some of the scenes there today it came across that they enjoy each other's company mm. I just get the sense that there could be some longevity to this Manchester City yeah. thing yeah I think so I think when you look at the age of the squad um, you know there's no question that they're in the right 
situation in their career to go on and win again and to, to be driven again. And, and I just really enjoyed today looking at some of the young players at City, the new champions, the, the, the players that, that have dreamt of this moment to, to lift that title. And they looked genuinely excited, happy. Leroy Sané, I thought, was, was particularly buzzing around, bouncing around. Uh, we saw interviews from John Stones and Raheem Sterling. Uh, Kyle Walker, of course, came across from Spurs to get days like this. So that that has to be a little bit ominous for the other teams in the Premier League because they are of a good age. They are, they've, they've, they've smelt and they've tasted and they've touched winning and greatness and being title winners and we often say Rob don't we mm. that that sometimes I think you know you need to get that first trophy yeah. as a, or league title as these younger players to know what it's all about to know what it was that that took them to the title this season because they should know that they should remember it for future seasons and you know the defense got made um, younger in the summer the goalkeeper switch and all of a sudden it all came together uh, you know, I, th- I think it was Kevin De Bruyne, Rob, that, that said afterwards, you know, there's a there's a very humble nature to this squad. Mm. And he, he kind of credited recruitment for bringing in players, not just with the, you know, with fantastic ability, but also the right character personality to be able mm. to handle uh, playing at a club like Manchester City and not get too big time about it. Um, so that, again, would be like a tick in the box of, wow, this team mm. could go on uh, and dominate a little bit. Yeah, and, and in a strange way, Rob, and, and I know the um, the comparisons probably Manchester United fans won't, won't like, but it kind of reminds me a little bit of that class of 92 yeah, when you saw those, those young, young boys there mm-hmm. and they got the first one and you kind of saw the look in their eye and they're the smelling as though they're hungry for more and some of those boys have ended up with five, six, seven, you know, gigs in them, Beckham. They control mm. themselves, they were important parts of the team but they were winners, Rob, and each year mm. they were relentless to go out and, and prove themselves again. And just get the sense that, that Pep might have got this with his group and it was interesting when he was asked after the game about what, what it felt like winning his first title in English football because it was those who doubted him when he first started. It's a special day for the players, but for you to win it in Germany, Spain, and now England, a personal triumph. No, it's, it's the same feeling. I think this league is tougher for the huge contenders, the quality, but we are, we are delighted what we have done, the way we have done, and win the title four or five weeks ago. You had some dark days, didn't you, in your early days here at Manchester City? Did you ever doubt that your way would work? When we start, for example, today, when we start before one game, before one season, you never know what's going to happen. You don't know. Just to prepare the team well, and the title is a consequence. So, but I was not sure. The season, the previous season, and all my career in Barcelona and Munich, so I didn't expect. So now I'm happy because we did it. Yeah, I think there's a couple of interesting things there, Robert. Mm. I think it's interesting when he talks about the Premier League being tougher. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think he says that lightly because mm. he's not that guy that's going to say stuff that no, he doesn't really from... mean. Listen, and... nil-nil at home to Huddersfield tells you what, what this time. league's about. Absolutely yeah. tells you what this league's about. Yeah, it does. And, and um, you know, I, I think it's testament to his, his philosophy. He's mm. stuck with it. We all know, we've talked about it many times, Rob, about, you know, people doubting whether he yeah. could play that total football from goalkeeper all the way through and be successful. But he's absolutely smashed the league this season. He really has. And, um, and, it, it, and, it, and it just shows everybody. There's different, there's so many different ways to win games and to win titles. Um, but, but it's just, in, you know, in, in terms of his own, um, stats. I mean, what is it? Seven title wins in, in nine, nine league yeah. campaigns. Wow. 
I mean, I know he's been at big clubs and I know he spent money, but listen, there's a lot of big clubs out there with a lot of money that don't win. So people should remember that. Um, and, and I've just been thoroughly entertained, mesmerized um, with some of the football, some of the goals, the bravery. You know, sometimes there's moments when they do, you know, slip up and, and mm. give goals away. But, but it's just been an absolute joy. And I, and I saw you on the on the broadcast, Rob, and I think you, you and Carl both agreed that this is or has been the best yeah. Premier League team in a single season in, in terms of what they've done almost mm-hmm. uh, now in 30. I think it's what they've got a couple of games left yeah. in 38 games. Um, but it will be, and I'm with you. I mm-hmm. think it absolutely will be. Um, just the, 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 when you watch them play, the, 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 the difference in class is, is, is so stark. I mean, today was amazing by Huddersfield. Yeah. I mean, we, we're not going to talk to him, but that, that was an amazing oh. group, spirited Brave, performance, flipping heck. I mean, just we've, we've been there. We've been that team, haven't we? Sitting yeah. back, chasing, running, yeah. blocking, Cramp, heading. You know. <laughs> Cramp, booting the ball upfield, knowing it's coming back in about 10 seconds. So you take a couple of gulps and put your head down. Amazing. And, and you know, that may well be enough uh, a point to, to see Huddersfield through. Just, yeah. just before we move to a couple of individuals, Rob, I just also wanted to, because to, to, I was looking a bit about the league and thinking, and, it's, you know, not only have Manchester City all, all winning the league by 17 points, scoring 102 goals and, and, and getting, you know, 30 wins this season and all the, all the other accolades. But it's probably been one of the strongest times of the Premier League in terms of quality of manager mm. and in terms of money spent by each in terms mm. in terms of a top six that at the moment Arsenal couldn't 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 get them you know just about got themselves in mm. you know this this is a Manchester City who dominated mm. the season mm. dominated the season not not even mm. been close yeah uh, it's been uh, I know I, I, and and been to you know, pretty much every club and one. I know Liverpool had, had really good success against uh, Man City. Yeah. And I think they're the only team probably around the, the, in Europe that have got the energy to stop their play through through hustle and through hard work and have the players that can, can hurt them on the counter-attack. That, that's how they've done it against yeah. City. All the others have not. And, and I think you're absolutely right. We talk about the managers in the Premier League at the moment. Um, there's certainly the influx of money with the, mm. the increased revenue from TV deals over the last few years. You know, it's a stacked top six where Chelsea, the champions from last season, can't get close to them. So it's, again, it adds. It yeah. adds. And it's in the, you know, it's all in the, in the, in the brain, isn't mm. it? When you can sort of compute, hang on a minute, is this the best team? Because you don't just, it's not just about the numbers. It is about what you see. And it has to be about the, the, the relative strength of this division compared to other seasons. And I think, because what sure. you just said there, I think, I think you have to say, wow, this is stunning given the strength of the league. Okay, quick rundown of, of a few players who, who've made huge differences as football club uh, over this season or over, over the few years for Manchester City. Edison in goal. Talk to mm. me about this guy, Rob. It's just different what, what, what he's done. I've got my view. Well, I'll tell you what. It, it, this is how it's different. I, I am, not equally as, but I am excited when he gets a ball at his feet. And I've never, ever, ever said that about a goalkeeper. Because I'm like, go on then, where are you going to go? What, what? You know, you're going to slap it into midfield. You're going to dink one into the strikers or the front area. You know, he's got he's got the composure for the for the mm-hmm. attacker to come in and just you know don't watch the eyes and play it and, and, and makes passes. So, uh, you know, it's incredible. That that is incredible. Given also given he's he's a pretty good shot stopper. Had a really good save today, didn't he? Um, but the the, the the ball at his feet is like. I'm excited to see it, and he's done brilliantly well, uh, certainly in that capacity this season. Well, here's my take. been thinking about it all day. He's not a goalkeeper, 
right? Forget that. He's not a goalkeeper. He's a defender who can use his hands. He's like having <laughs> yeah. an extra player on the pitch. Do you remember when we were kids and used to play, call it rush goalie? So whoever's the deepest line defender could, could yeah. use his hands. That's what Manchester City have. They, yeah, they virtually do. have 11 outfield players when they have possession of the ball and yeah. then they have a goalkeeper when the opposition doesn't. It, yeah. it, it, it's just like... It, Pep's produced another player by using a goalkeeper who could play in, in midfield and most other teams in the Premier League and probably be a star player. <laughs> you know, it's funny, it's funny because Huddersfield today, they high-pressed a yeah, lot and almost yeah. like man-for-man man mm. as the outfield players. But yeah. who's a spare guy? The it goes back to Edison. Yeah. It goes back play, and doesn't yeah. give it away. He doesn't give it away and it builds up again. And then those, those three or four mm. that have pressed really high Oh, like, oh, yeah, they look around, they go, oh, I've got, I've got to run all the way back yeah. now. So it, it has been astonishing and it's blimmin' effective. Mm. And when I, when, you know, even today I thought, I bet Pep sat there thinking, wow, this guy is miles <laughs> better on the ball than I could have yeah. ever imagined when bringing him to the football club. So, so yeah, good, good guy to pick out. Mm. And I think, yeah, absolutely, he's been a huge part of this title uh, win. Leroy Sane, Sane and Raheem mm. Sterling, Rob, have surprised me with their quality, with their consistency, their goal output, assists, uh, have been a huge part of, of the success. Yeah, they really have. I mean, I, I think, uh, particularly Raheem Sterling, I think it's 18 Premier League yeah, goals in 32 goals, yeah. appearances. It's stunning. I mean, that's just better than one in every two games. Is 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 really unusual for, for a wide player. Um, I think we all know, and I think our listeners will know what his weakness is, or his weakness really is, and that's just his finishing. Mm-hmm. Just his, just his, you know, the, mm-hmm. it's not even composure. It's just yeah. the, the technique of, of striking and, and being composed and making sure he, he finishes. Um, and Leroy Sané, I, I absolutely love this player. I mean, 22 years of age, he's going to be involved with Germany in the national mm-hmm. team, of course, in the World Cup. He's got 10 goals in 30. Uh, one in three, again, is very, very good. Effortless, graceful sprinter of a runner. Tremendous change of direction. Just gone off a little bit, I would say, in the last kind of month or so. He's is, is, is maybe tired mm. a fraction. I thought he was lively today. Um, but, yeah, cer- certainly those two players in terms of, you know, wide guys that were yeah. asked to do more this season. We talked about ways that they've improved. Yeah. Pep said last season, we've got to be better in both boxes defensively, and I need more goals, more opportunities. And these two have, have helped massively in that. I think everybody's recognised Kevin De Bruyne's ability. Yeah. We, know, we talked about David Silva. I want to talk about the other guy in there, Rob. It goes a little bit unnoticed. Yeah. Fernandinho, well, not, by not the way. with us, he doesn't, no. does he? Fernandinho <laughs> has been colossus this season. Yeah, Absolute been brilliant. colossus, mate. Class, class. And, and Pep uh, says, like, you know, I'm just honoured to, to, be, mm. to be working with him. And he has been absolutely magnificent. And I'd have had him in the, the, the team of the season. Um, it's so much work when you consider that, that David Silver and De Bruyne are, are not really geared no. or built to defend. He has to do so much work. And he's also brilliant on the ball. He scored some good goals. He's brave. He never stops running. You know, he's reliable. He's got a great attitude. He's in great shape. He's 33 years of age, by the way, Rob. Yeah, yeah he's I 33. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, again, you know, I think you pick out, I mean, that, that whole midfield, though, I know, we, yeah. you know, we've talked a lot about uh, De Bruyne. I mean, David Silver, again, is a brilliant little footballer. You watch him again today, and the way he manoeuvres it, never gets caught, very rarely gives the ball away. But you're right, Fernandinho um, is just so, so important to holding things together for him. Yeah, and, and I just want to pay a little, a little time to a guy who's apparently going to play, start the game against Brighton on, on Wednesday night, I think it is, Yo-Yo Toure. 
We saw him come on today. Mm. I mean, some of these guys like Toure, like Aguero, like Vincent Company, Rob, have been important with this group. You get the sense that they're delivering messages in the dressing room and trying to give the ambition. And I heard Yoyo Toure say after um, the game today that obviously it's his last season. He, he's enjoyed playing a big part, being a part of, of this year. But he said, it's now time for these young players to kick on. Mm. I thought that was really kind of quite selfless of him to, to recognise it. You know, he's had his moments. He's had three Premier League titles, but he also understands there's some young, hungry players now who are going to really try and drive this club forward. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, again, pleased today at the reception that he got. I mean, the fans don't forget, do mm. they? They don't forget how important he was and how good was he, by the God. way. He, was, he, was, he scored the goals from midfield. He's a goals, know, powerful, goals, yeah, yeah, a brilliant player for them. The fans gave him a, a fantastic reception and it, and it is great of him. I mean, mm. you know, it's nice to get those great pictures today, Rob, that we, we managed to be able to keep on the air and show and, and the interview with Yaya Torre. Yeah. And, and, he, and he's popular, wasn't he? Mm. All the lads were jumping yeah. on him and stuff and the, the fans were singing, etc. So um, it, it is great. He's had a really good good um, time at Manchester City and you're right Phil Foden 17 years of yeah. age you know other other midfield players there that will come through Bernardo Silva I particularly like you know I know he's, he's in the different uh, kind of mould to mm. Yaya Torre but again he's he's had a good season and, and he can play wide I think we might see him a bit more in the centre such a good manoeuvre of the football again yeah. so yeah I think I think I think it's good mate that you mentioned mm. um, f- um, Yaya Torre and what he's done uh, and the reception that he got, got today from those fans OK just before we finish yes or no answer oh, do no. Manchester City win the title next season um, yes yeah Spurs can't do it Liverpool might do it but it could go close it could go close Chelsea and, uh, could they come no, good bit, bit too much to make up again United I, mean, I know they've done it before but United. And United should go close depending on who they buy they've got to buy they've got to get better because mm. at the moment I mean we saw the um, the recent game, I mean, it was a, a very poor um, attempt. Um, so I, I, I don't see United quite doing it unless they bring in some, some brilliant players in the summer. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you at the moment. They have to start favours. Everybody else is playing catch-up. Yeah. Let's move to the uh, top four positions, Rob, because there was a big game in that re- regard. Um, Chelsea facing Liverpool today. Uh, Chelsea got a 1-0 win. Category A striker, Olivier Giroud. No, Giroux, it's not a category A striker. Scored, scored a goal. Yeah, he's good at heading the ball. Taking Morata out of the picture now, scores a goal. But we'll move on from there because <laughs> it was a great three points for yeah, Chelsea. Just close the gap a little bit, Rob, and then all of a sudden, with a couple of games to go for uh, Tottenham and Chelsea, one game to go for Liverpool, we might have a little fight for fourth. I think we are. I think we are going to get a fight for it. And and, and Chelsea today, I mean... <sighs> Better, when they're it? fired it up, better? they're good. I mean, it's, it's just they haven't they haven't had the, the the stomach or the hunger to do it every single week. Mm. Like when you're at the top of the league and you feel like something special's happening, you do it every single week. Chelsea haven't been able to do that. And and Olivier Giroud gets his start up front, um, gets his goal. He is brilliant at attacking crosses. I've always said that he's re- he's one of the best in the league, if not yeah. the best at attacking crosses. And he's mm. good. He's he's strong. He he heads the ball well, and you know he get, gets a winning goal today. Hazard was was so good was just, you know, very, 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 very good. And, and Conte, so they were up for it today. Liverpool struggled a little bit today. Um, but you're right. I mean, you look at the league table now. They're, what, they're two points behind Spurs. Both yeah. teams have got um, two, two games two remaining. Games and Liverpool, Liverpool just got one yeah, game left. Brighton. 
Yeah. So any anybody those you know Spurs and Liverpool, um, they've got a better goal difference than Chelsea. But if they slip up mm. in the remaining games, you'd have to think now that Chelsea uh, are going to go on. Um, well, they've got Huddersfield at home and Newcastle away. Yeah. Chelsea, two so, very I mean, winnable you'd games. You'd think they're mm. going to win both of those. So it's up to Liverpool to beat Brighton and Spurs to get the required points from Newcastle at home and Leicester at home to stop Chelsea getting into the top four. Absolutely. Certainly, we're looking forward to Championship Sunday when there could be a race for fourth. Where we do think there's going to be a race bottom of the table I mean will West Brom just lie down for for one moment I mean geez <laughs> it's like every week we get a scenario from our researchers right on the this Ugh. happens this happens this and West Brom will be relegated mm. last minute of their own game they, they score to beat Spurs 1-0 last yeah. minute of the Everton games with Southampton 1-0 up they uh, Everton get an equaliser to keep them alive and I think if you're a West Brom player Rob right now you might start thinking it's on, you know. Another great escape is on. <laughs> yeah, they they absolutely got to go for it. And the form's brilliant over the last few games now. And and they can do it. I think they've got to get... I think, well, it's three three wins in the last five for, for West Brom now, where yeah, wins were nowhere, nowhere near. I think if Swansea draw with Southampton, yeah, they go to it. the last day absolutely. having an opportunity and they go away at Palace. I've I've simplified things for us all, Rob. Go I've on. simplified things. Thank you, because we you need probably it know. Right. So... South, I mean, it, it, it's, 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 you think it's going to be Southampton and Swansea is where it's at, both on 33 points. Yeah, they meet simpl- on ch- uh, I mean, right. that game on Tuesday is huge. It, it's huge, and Southampton must win it. That's it. Forget about everything else. Southampton must mm-hmm. win it. Because the last day of the season, Southampton play Manchester City. Yeah. Okay? Who'll and Swansea... Yes, and Swansea Place are at home up. against Stoke, who mm. are relegated. Yeah. So you'd have to say that's going to be three points for Swansea. Yeah. So Southampton, I've got to get to thirty-six. Mm. <laughs> Man City at home, you can't, you can't no, ex- no. expect anything. So this is the game. Tuesday is the game. The season comes down to it. It's going to be marvelous, marvelous entertainment football. Uh, it's going to be brilliant. But I think Southampton. If Southampton draw, then you think they they stay in the Premier League with a win, with a draw. Do you think that Southampton possibly well, gone? Well, well, I mean. You know, Huddersfield on 36 are, yeah. are still, you know, they've got Chelsea away and Arsenal at home. Can they home, make so. another point? <laughs> can, can they do it again? I mean, yeah. a flat back 10 and a goalkeeper, I mean... Yeah, I, I, I mean... Do if what they, you got to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, whatever. I mean, they were brilliant today. Absolutely yeah. magnificent today. I, I was so... Well, not proud. I just, I just thought, yeah. God, that's We've so been much there, spirit. We? Yeah. We've been yeah. there and yeah. appreciate what they yeah. did today. I mean, it's so deep and so compact in that 18-yard box, but they deserve their point. I just mm. think it's Southampton. Southampton have got to get the 36 points. They've got to. And uh, that has to come on Tuesday at Swansea, that again we'll see it. I mean, if they get a point, if, if this is a draw, and this is why I keep saying mm. they've got to win, Southampton, this, uh, Swansea placed um, uh, Stoke. I mean, so that could be four yeah. points from their last two. That puts yeah. them on 37 points. Mm. You know, Southampton, they'd have to beat them. They'd, they'd, they'd have, have to beat City. Beat City. I mean, yeah. I, I, so it, it, it's Tuesday is, is the day. And it's, I can't, I'm, I'm a bit gutted I'm not on the show, by the way. But it's going to be a fantastic game. Um, all or nothing on that, on that Tuesday. Well, what's your gut tell you then? You, you know I was going there. What's your gut tell you? Sexy Stoke have gone. I've got my black armband on. I'm shedding a tear. Sexy Stoke yeah. have gone. Yeah. Who goes with them? Southampton. West Brom, Southampton, yeah. in your view? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. I just think Swansea, I just think, I know they've had a bit of a shocker. They've lost mm. the last three in the Premier League. That I just think this guy, this club, 
a home game, a night game. It's all on it. Mm. I don't know. I, I just think they might do it. I just think they might stop yeah. Southampton beating them. And then, you know, with that last game... Go and, and do it and against to, Stoke. Go and do it against Stoke. Sexy. Um, yeah. I'm going slightly the other way. Think? I just think Mark Hughes might have got a little something going. I think they'd be so disappointed. Played a decent game against Everton. Redmond got a goal. I just mm. can see them going to, yeah. South, to Swansea and winning. Swansea struggling for goals. Yeah. Really struggling for goals. But listen, yeah. great game gonna, on it's Tuesday. Come down to, it? Absolutely it's great. can't wait for that one on, on mm. Tuesday evening. But that's it from, from us. Um, you'll hear from us later over the next week as the season draws to an end with another podcast. But we want to hear from you, our listeners. So firstly, we'd love you to rate and review the show by downloading the two Robbies on Apple Podcast. Tell us what you like, where we can improve, but more importantly, tell us what team you support and why, and we'll read out the best responses on our next podcast. So, on a day when the champions, Manchester City, lifted the Premier League to- trophy, a few tears were shed as Orson said au revoir to those at the Emirates. I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening, and bye for now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.